God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. I recently heard a podcast of three very intelligent men discussing the church, and their contention was that the church had lost so much of what makes the church unique. Um, namely a sense of the transcendent of something more and bigger and larger than the gathering of people that we we, we would call a church uh, these men thought that the church had uh, made their music less transcendent and more approachable but they had they had missed something of the greatness of god in doing so and and a number of other things but the interesting thing about this discussion is I don't believe any of these men are believers. That is to say, I don't know that any of them actually know the Lord Jesus. Indeed, one of them goes to church because he, he senses a need for the transcendent of that which is bigger and greater than mere mankind. But he himself for many years was uh, an atheist and may actually be that even today. The bottom line is that not only has the church lost the sense of the supernatural and the greatness of God, this man who sought something beyond himself uh, is missing it if he thinks that he can go to church and feel good because there are large things that are addressed, but he doesn't know a personal God through his son, the Lord Jesus. In John chapter 5, Jesus is talking to people who knew the scriptures, who knew religion, but did not know him. And for a while they were willing to, to listen but they, they really, they had, not, they had not accepted the Lord Jesus for who he is. In John chapter 5, verse 39, Jesus says, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. In other words, God's word is, is a person and not merely a thing. Now, I don't completely understand all that that means, but I do know that that is what the Bible teaches. So the very first words of, of the book of John, John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, capitalized, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So God's Word is not merely a book. It, it is a person. It is God's truth embodied in the pages of the book and embodied in the Son, Jesus. Jesus later says in verse 45, do not think that I will accuse you to the Father, those of you who are rejecting God's gift of salvation. There's one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom ye trust. Now, by Moses, he meant the law. He meant uh, the part of the scriptures that they would have had at the time. He's talking about what Moses had written. He continues, For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? So God's truth is found both in his words in the book and his word in his son. Now, in ways that are beyond the, the few moments we'll take together this morning, God's word is more than, than just a, a thing, a book. It is a person. God's word is a person and not merely a thing. Uh, God's word is not a cause. Um, if someone goes to church and they, they don't really believe in uh, a literal God and transcendent truths, they're relegated to merely trying to make things better right here, right now. Now, I'm all for feeding the poor and, 
and helping the needy and giving comfort to those who need it. All of us are in all those positions at various times in our life. But the point is, if I help someone financially, but I don't help them to know the God who made them, they will die fed and clothed and bathed, but without Jesus. And that really doesn't make any difference in the long eternity scheme of things. So God's word is not merely a cause. God's word is not merely academic. You know, there are a number of people that know the Bible and even teach the Bible, but don't, do not know the God of the Bible. Um, here's a man, he's writing a biography and it's 700 pages long and he knows his subject well and he's done a lot of study. He knows every incident of the, the subject's life. He will not know his subject nearly as well as the subject's own granddaughter. Now, their granddaughter may not know every fact about her granddad, but she knows him far better because he's a person. It's personal to, to, to her. So God's word is not merely academic. Um, you know, one of my dad's cousins once told him, you know, Bill, the easiest place to backslide is in a Christian college. And by that she meant, you know, you, you go to church services all the time at a Christian college and you study the Bible all the time at a Christian college and you do good things. But if you're just doing things and you've divorced them from a person, then you're missing out. God's word is, is, is a person and not just a, a thing. Um, God's word is not a validation of your opinions. You know, a God who would never disagree with you is not God. It, it's simply uh, you with a cape on it. It's simply a super version of you. A God who would never disagree with me is not worthy of the name. And so I guess the, the bottom line is, look, when you read God's word, and I hope that you do, but do not read God's word alone. God's word is not merely the book in your lap. It is the son that God has sent, the living word. So my daily prayer uh, when I read my Bible, I read John 5 this morning, is, dear God, please help me to see what I need to see this morning. Dear God, give me something today. Help me to comprehend what you are saying. In short, we need to read Jesus in the Word, and we need to read Jesus with the Word. Not merely facts, not merely some cause, not merely a validation of my own instincts or biases, but a living person who's revealed in a living book God's Word.